And we are back. It's Mile High Magazine yet for another Sunday. And as always, we hope you are doing well, wearing a mask, social distancing, washing your hands. I know the COVID thing seems to be spiking a bit here in Colorado, but we can help fight it back by doing what we're told to do and staying healthy. And there's a lot more than that going on in Colorado, unless you haven't been watching the news at all these wildfires in the mountains. My goodness gracious, they just seem to be everywhere. They seem to be continuing. And we're blessed to have the Red Cross of Colorado here to help us. And we're talking with Andrea Carlson, who's the Regional Communications Officer for the Red Cross of Colorado. And Andrea, welcome into Mile High Magazine. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Well, we here at Bonneville, and a lot of other people, too, around the state are getting on board to help you guys at the Red Cross of Colorado. And Bonneville, which consists of like four radio stations, we're doing a big fundraiser now with all the monies going to the Red Cross of Colorado. Can you address that a little bit? Talk about what's going on with the the donations, because I think you told me there's something unique that's probably never happened before. Yeah, we just heard some exciting news that is such a big deal for us. Every single penny that is raised in Colorado that goes towards the Red Cross during these wildfire relief efforts is staying in Colorado to help people impacted by those fires. So instead of going to other states to help other Red Cross clients, every single penny that Coloradoans give right now is staying right here to help our own. Well, that's fantastic because usually, not usually, but sometimes people that make donations say, I wonder where that money's really going. Now they know that when they donate to the Red Cross of Colorado, it's staying here. That's fantastic news and a little unusual, isn't it? It is. It's not something we get in Colorado a whole lot. We don't have the huge disasters that other states have. And so to be able to get this very special designation to make sure that money being brought in is going to help pay for all those hotel rooms right now. All of those meals, all of the support, the mental health, the medical health, all of that that people are getting after being displaced by these fires is going to continue to help those folks well into recovery as well. And we're talking not one or two people here. There's literally thousands of people involved with this that have been displaced because of the fires. Am I correct about that? You are. You know, there were thousands of people that had mandatory evacuations. As it stands right now, we are still sheltering 26 people in over 1,600 hotel rooms and 34 hotels and two KOA sites. And so we are helping an extraordinary number of people while we wait and see what happens with these fires. And let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay, you just mentioned the fact that you're putting people up in hotels, which is amazing, but you're doing a whole lot more than that. Let's dig in. Let's dig deep and talk about what great things the Red Cross of Colorado is doing to help the folks involved with the wildfires. Yeah, you know, it starts at the very beginning when people are told they have to leave their homes. We provide evacuation sites that really become information centers where people can go and find out what happens next. What do they do? Um, We oftentimes, and even during this COVID environment, it's more difficult, but we offer hugs and support because sometimes that's all people need right now. And so after that, we get them inside of a hotel room. Um, Due to COVID, we're utilizing hotel rooms instead of our traditional shelters. And then after that, they'll continue to start receiving services and meals. And if they left their glasses or their prescriptions at home, we replace them for them. If they um, continue to struggle with the impacts, as most of us would, we have mental health support that comes in and supports them as well. There's activities that are provided for the kids at the hotels to help keep them entertained and busy. So much more goes into it. And then once we get through that initial supporting and sheltering phase, we then go into the recovery phase where we help provide them with tools 
and equipment to go back to their homes, whether it's cleaning supplies, whether it's stuff to help picking through their items to see what was left behind, so much more than that. And then we help partner them up with long-term housing. And so there's so much that goes on for individuals that are um, helped through the Red Cross, and all of it is absolutely free for them. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing thing. People might think that, okay, you're up there during the fires and handing out cups of coffee. Well, as you just said, it's a whole lot more than that. My goodness, I didn't even realize about the after effect of people, oh, the fires are out, now what do we do? And you're still there helping them. We are. We stay involved in the community until the help is no longer needed every step of the way. That could be a long time. You guys have been up there for a long time in the mountains fighting all these various fires, haven't you? We have. It's about nine weeks now since that first fire broke out. We've continued to have a steady drumbeat of volunteers there to support those communities. And it's it's truly incredible to witness and see it happen and the impacts of these volunteers who give up their own life to go help people they've never met. And let's talk more about that very topic, volunteers. Most of your workers are volunteers. How does that happen? How do they get involved? I mean, they give up their regular life to help you guys and help those involved with the fires. They do. We have folks of all walks of life, professionals, retirees, young people. Um, We have a huge network of volunteers that truly make what we do possible. 90% of the Red Cross workforce nationwide is volunteer-driven. So we get individuals that could be listening to this interview right now who might say, you know what, I want to help. And there are so many ways to help. And so we work with them to get them trained and provide them everything they need. And then they become one of the numbers on our roster. Um, In Colorado and Wyoming, we have over 2,300 volunteers um, who are willing to step up, leave their homes in the middle of the night to help other people. And it's truly just a gift and incredible. Well, as you just said, if there's somebody listening to us right now that would like to help and say, I want to volunteer, how do they do that? Yeah, they can go to our website, redcross.org backslash Colorado and click on the volunteer now. Um, From there, they'll be taken into a portal that will allow them to insert their information where one of our recruiters can get back to them and find them really their exact place. We are looking always for people that want to help in logistics, operations, IT, communications, just about every gamut. We have a place for you. So if people want to help, we certainly can find a place. And, yeah, you don't have to always have a specific talent. You just have a body that's willing to help, and that's what you're looking for, correct? Exactly. At any, you know, at any given time, we're always looking for folks who can step in and help. Um, we certainly have people with very little experience, and then we have people that have years and years of experience doing things. So we provide the training if you are willing to provide yourself. And if people are saying, okay, maybe I'm a little elderly, I really don't have, I really can't do anything, but I'd like to give money. Now, as I said, right here at Bonneville Broadcasting, which is a cozy KYGO, the fan and ESPN radio, we're running a company-wide promotion. You can check out any one of our websites on how to donate money that goes right to the Red Cross of Colorado, but they can donate directly to you as well, can't they? They can. You can do that right on our website, redcross.org backslash Colorado. There's also a donate now button. Um, But really, if you want your dollar to help with the wildfires and the people that are impacted right now, the best advice I would give you is to go to one of these websites of these radio stations, click on that microsite link so you can be guaranteed that those dollars are going right back to Colorado. Yeah, and as uh, Andrea said, by the way, Andrea Carlson, Regional Communications Officer for the Red Cross of Colorado, they just found out that all the monies that are being donated stay right here in Colorado for the cause. And that's, as Andrea said, a little unusual. Andrea, I wanted to talk about 
all the wildfires going on, but you've also had to deal, like all of us have had to deal, with the COVID. How's that impacted your work? You know, it's changed things quite a bit. It has not changed what we do, but it has changed the way that we do it. Um, We do screenings constantly when we're at our shelters. So folks that are in the hotels staying up there with wildfires, they're being screened and monitored every day to make sure that we we know healthy clients versus clients who might have some some underlying health issues or the potential of having COVID. Um, We have closed our offices in Colorado right now, and everyone is working virtually so that we can ensure volunteers and help are um, being as safe as they can in their own homes. We've also changed how we do the work. So instead of responding to every single fire on scene, which is what we would have done in the past for our home fires, we are helping individuals virtually and able to still get them the same support and the same care without having that interaction that so many of us have been really mindful of during this COVID environment. Yeah, can you talk maybe a little more about how you would do that virtually? Because so many of us have had to adopt that lifestyle of Zoom and whatever it might be. How are you doing that? That seems like a bit of a challenge. It absolutely can be a challenge, but thanks to technology these days, it certainly has helped make parts of our life a lot easier. We do a lot of Teams calls um, when it comes to our clients and helping folks that have been impacted by wildfires or home fires, um, they are able to reach out to those individuals with the use of their cell phones and we FaceTime with them. They're still doing those check-ins with mental health and medical and doing all of that over the phone. Or we'll set up a point where we can do um, a drop for for money or help with lodging. Um, really, they've gotten pretty creative in how they are able to get things to people um, even during the environment we're in. Do you find yourself with the volunteers that are actually on scene? You said you were checking them all the time. Do you give them COVID tests, those that may, might need it, or does everybody get a COVID test? You know, we are monitoring people for symptoms and signs, and then based on what we're finding, um, whether those individuals have been impacted by COVID or have been exposed to it, um, has really determined how we handle that in each of our scenes. Thankfully, we have really had very minimal exposure to anyone, and it's been a very great process so far. Well, that's a good news right there. That is for sure. So how do you guys prepare for these disasters? I mean, you can't just say, well, let's just drive up there. Let's do something. You've got to have a game plan. We do, and preparedness happens all year long. We do large trainings. Um, Right now, those trainings are virtually. But we are constantly working with our city partners, our counties, our emergency managers, to make sure that all of our steps are in place in the event we have wildfires like this. If you think even to a few years ago, we had that big bomb cyclone. We have designated shelter spots and evacuation spots for for things like this all over Colorado and Wyoming to make sure that if we need to pull a trigger and open an evac center or set up a shelter, we have everything ready to go. We have supplies all over the state And we have incredible partners with our counties, our cities, and our emergency managers to help make that happen. Do you find uh, when you hear some of the the hurricanes you guys help with in bigger situations, not much bigger than fires, but you know what I'm talking about, do you find resources coming to you from other parts of the country, other volunteers coming to help what's happening in Colorado? We have. You know, we have been able to sustain our workforce with our Colorado and Wyoming volunteers for the last eight weeks. We've just started to have outside support come in because people here are so tired. We are exhausted. We've had these wildfires burning 
for weeks upon weeks now, and you've got to be able to give people a break. And so we are just starting to see folks come in from other places across the country to come help us here in Colorado. And you talk about all the folks that are being displaced from their homes that are involved with the fires and you're helping them. How about the firefighters themselves? You talk about exhausted. I don't know how these guys are surviving. I really don't. So what are you doing to help them? Yeah. You know, it's been incredible to watch them work and to see the work that they're doing. Really, our biggest support with the wildfires currently um, has been to just support those offices and um, the cities and towns in any way that we can. And this particular fire, they've really been able to take care of their own because they bring in those wildfire task teams and they do their own thing. So we've been able to be here when they've needed help and support whenever they've asked. Have you seen anything that's really kind of surprised you as how people have rallied and maybe you've never seen it before because you hear so many positive things on top of the negative things on the news about, wow, this group of people came out and I was hearing the other day about a bunch of plumbers up in Grand Lake went out and turned all the people's water off so the pipes wouldn't freeze. I mean, you don't hear about that stuff. You don't. You don't hear. I, you know what? It's something, I'm a Colorado native and it's something that warms my heart when you do hear it because the spirit and the heart that lives here in Colorado is unlike anything else. We had an individual um, from Winter Park know that folks in the shelters needed winter clothes and went up to their warehouses in Winter Park and took all their old clothes and gave them to individuals in the shelters who needed warm clothes. So you hear of these incredible stories, our volunteers who are throwing birthday parties at hotels because kids are in a hotel um, shelter over their birthday. You, there's just so many amazing things that happen that just warm your heart to see um, people come together and take care of our own. It's something I've seen my whole entire life in Colorado, and you don't ever um, get used to it happening because it's just so special. And so what the folks here in Colorado have done is just absolutely heartwarming. Yeah, Colorado's a special place, and we've always find that the people that live here rally around people in need, and it's really good to hear those stories, and especially for the kids. I mean, they're out of their home, and you know, half of them are learning at home, the schools. The t- it's, a, it's a tough time right now, and it's good to have the Red Cross of Colorado out there helping. And how can people help? Let's review all of that, donations, volunteers. How do they help? Yeah, you know, the best way, like we've talked about in this interview here, is if you want to give directly to the wildfire causes, please go on to one of these radio station websites, click on our microsite link and donate today. You can also go to our webpage to do a regular donation. And of course, you can always sign up to volunteer. We, you know, everything that people in Colorado can do to help these individuals is going to be huge. The price tag to put thousands of people into hotel rooms for an unknown amount of time can get extremely costly. And anything we can do to help support these folks is just, it's, it's the best way to open your heart right now. Good point. Good words, Andrea. And again, give us the website real quick for you guys. Yeah, it's redcross.org backslash Colorado. Perfect. Andrea Carlson, Regional Communications Officer for the Red Cross of Colorado. Congratulations on your work. Thanks for being so positive. Thanks for helping out over there. And stay safe, will you? Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. And thank you guys for listening. We'll take a bit of a break and then our weekly update with Dr. John Carlson of Tri-County Health on the COVID situation in your area.